Testicles, testicles, one, two. Testicle, testicles, one, two. This is your captain speaking, Bobby Drake. And you have... English, motherfucker, do you speak it? Uh, damn, man, should I try to uh, come up with something cool? Maybe I should have actually rehearsed it before I pressed the record button. But since I didn't, fuck it, whatever, we here. What's up, everybody? This is uh, your boy, Bobby, Bobby Drake. You know me from uh, such podcasts such as 615 Worldwide, uh, Sneakers and Snatch, and a group of other podcasts. This podcast is another one. Yeah, another one. Yeah, Insert DJ Khaled drop here. Another one. Yep, and this one is called Three Course Spiel. Now, what I was going to call it was a Three Course Convo, but I felt like Three Course Spiel was actually a little bit cooler, you know what I'm saying, more for the culture. But uh, basically, this is just going to be mostly an audio vlog. It's just going to be a, a series of shows that I'm going to do. I mean, not to say a series as in there's an ending point here, but I figured... This is a whole lot better uh, for what I like to personally do. You know, um, I mean, I like to record podcasts, but at the same time, since we don't get paid for them anymore as of right now, I mean, I kind of feel like it's better to be able to drop an episode when I actually feel like recording because believe it or not, man, podcasting is hard. A lot of people think it's just a matter of, you know, just coming and recording and then boom, you're good. But I mean, real shit, this is hard and it's not hard well actually you know what like let me walk that backwards so it's hard to continuously come up with um fresh material and some would say that it's not and some would like some like myself say that it is because for me like i'm not a fan of the whole doing things and making it sound robotic like the news you know for instance like 615 worldwide i love it you know man i love being able to have two other people to bounce things off of and we all have a, a similar sense of humor but one thing that I never wanted to do was to go in and be like oh well today in pop culture blah 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 this that and the third I mean I always wanted things to be a little bit more fluid a little bit more you know relaxed and non-rehearsed so I mean some episodes we would pull it off to where it was you know we just come across a topic and then we're just going off on the rails on it but most episodes it was like oh yeah let's talk about what's going on in the playoffs or what's going on in music or what's going on in this and you know like I never really gravitated towards podcasts that were like it I mean I was more a fan of either you're teaching me something or it's just a group of people having an honest conversation and it's spontaneous or whatever happens happens type deal so this is what this podcast is going to be it's mostly going to be a series of basically you know blogs me speaking my mind on certain things so i mean uh there isn't really a set date or a day that i want to drop these on it's basically just going to be as things happen i mean I'm, I'm most happy about what well, i'm most excited about the episodes where i'll be able to sit down with friends or you know strangers and have a conversation now if there's an echo in the background or you hear weird noises uh, this is actually the first podcast for this show that I recorded in my newly, uh, like, created, well, I, like, man, shit, I guess you would call it a man cave, but since it's not its own separate room, it's a garage, what I do is call it the smoker's corner, and it's basically just a corner that I set up where all my shoes and, you know, we had some extra chairs left over that wasn't selling, so I figured, hey, you know what, I already got a coffee table that I decorated with 
a shit ton of stickers that I've accumulated over the time, I mean, over the years or whatever. So, you know, hey, we got some things left over from the old place since we downsized to something else. Let's just, you know, put those things, a couple of the trinkets that I've like been collecting and hey, I got a TV. So let's mount that up on the wall. So um, basically my my smoker's corner is located adjacent to my homemade gym that I did, which is across from the play area that my daughter comes down and, you know, destroys whenever I come down here and want to just chill and watch TV and get away from everybody, which the irony is whenever I get away from everybody, everyone seems to come down here and find me and want to hang out. So, I mean, whatever, I mean, it is what it is, but I figured no more appropriate place to do this show than right here. Plus I brought back my old mics because I love my blue Yeti, but I think that that's more of just a traveling microphone because it has the ability to one, be portable and two, it has the ability to pick up in all different directions. So for this one, like I whipped out the gold boys because I actually like them and I like the mixing board and everything because seeing that I'm, I'm starting to, um, to edit my own episodes, which is a reason why um, Sneakers and Snatch took, it was taking so long to come out because it's like every episode now versus me, you know, bothering Shooter and, you know what I'm saying, sending them to him and saying, hey man, can you do this for me on top of everything that he has going on? Basically, you know, I just get the episodes, I break them down, I listen to them and I just teach myself. So I literally, I literally taught myself how to edit these episodes. That's why it takes so long. But um, Sneakers and Snatch, um, addressing that is still going to be a thing but i think i'm going to like mix it more into this show because i like i like sneakers don't get me wrong and i still buy them i still sell them i still trade them i still do all that but as far as as much as i used to be into it i'm not that much i'm actually trying to downsize a whole lot plus Sneakers and Snatch was a lot easier, you know, when it was me and, and, you know, Tevin doing it because, once again, you know, you can bounce things off of somebody. And at the same time, it doesn't sound robotic, you know, when you have another person where you can just discuss sneakers all day. Because if you're into the culture, I'm sure there's been plenty of times when you either sold a pair or picked up a pair or whatever the case may be. And you and whoever it was, you sat there and talked about some, I mean, you know, it meant to be just, hey, I'm just dropping these off, whatever. And it turned into a, oh, dog, you got those on your feet? You got those on your feet? Yeah, you know, man, I'm getting rid of these because blah, 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 blah. And, you know, you go from there. So, like, sneaker talk is a whole lot cooler when you have someone else to do it. But once again, when you're just doing everything by yourself, shit comes off robotic and it comes off like a news show and it's not what I'm aiming to go for with this. So um, there's a couple of things that we have coming. Uh, we got uh, the confession cast coming still, hopefully. I mean, man, I got the art made for it. So I'm just waiting on my fiance to stop procrastinating and we actually get down here and record because we got some pretty dope people that want to be a part of that. And we got some pretty dope stories to tell. And I think we have a really good dynamic on stuff. So that's still coming. I mean, it's basically just going to be, you know, a couple doing a podcast, talking about couple stuff and adventures or whatever. This one, though, I mean, I really like this one because I can be very dynamic with it. And when I say dynamic, I mean, there is no particular direction that is going except for entertainment. 
You know what I'm saying? So it's basically just a matter of, hey, when I feel like coming down here to talk about something like today, I mean, I'm going to drop a couple of um, topics, you know what I'm saying, that have hit me to, well, hit me this week or the past couple of weeks. And on top of that, I mean, I've I've done this thing lately where I've been telling people stories about shit that happened to me back in the day and people find them fucking hilarious. So, I mean, I'm actually going to start dropping a bunch of stories as well. So that way versus me having to write a book or a script for a movie, I can just give them to you on here and you guys can enjoy them as well. But with that being said, welcome to Three Course Spill. It's a play on the words Three Course Meal. Well, not the word, but the phrase three course meal, which I feel all conversations are broken up into three parts, just like movies. You know, with movies, you have the intro, you have the middle and you have the climax at the end. And most stories and conversations have an intro. It has a middle part and it has a climax at the end, which is your overall point. So I figured, you know what? Since good stories and good conversations are food for the thought and for the soul, why not, you know, play with that a little bit, you know what I'm saying, and make it into this. So you are listening to Three Course Spill with your host, Bobby Drake. And with that being said, we can stand by for a moment for a commercial. Perhaps one of the most interesting words in the English language today is the word fuck. Out of all of the English words that begin with the letter F, fuck is the only word that is referred to as the F word. It's the one magical word. Just by its sound can describe pain, pleasure, hate, and love. Fuck, as most words in the English language, is derived from German, the word frichen, which means to strike. In English, fuck falls into many grammatical categories. As a transitive verb, for instance, John fucked Shirley. As an intransitive verb, Shirley fucks. Its meaning's not always sexual. It can be used as an adjective, such as John's doing all the fucking work. As part of an adverb, Shirley talks too fucking much. As an adverb enhancing an adjective, Shirley is fucking beautiful. As a noun, I don't give a fuck. As part of a word, abso-fucking-lutely, or in fucking credible And, as almost every word in a sentence, fuck the fucking fuckers. As you must realize, there aren't too many words with the versatility of fuck. As in these examples, describing situations such as fraud, I got fucked at the used car lot. Dismay, aw, oh, fuck it. Trouble. I guess I'm really fucked now. Aggression. Don't fuck with me, buddy. Difficulty. I don't understand this fucking question. Inquiry. Who the fuck was that? Dissatisfaction. I don't like what the fuck is going on here. Incompetence. He's a fuck off. Dismissal. Why don't you go outside and play hide and go fuck yourself? I'm sure you can think of many more examples. With all of these multi-purpose applications, how can anyone be offended when you use the word? 
We say use this unique, flexible word more often in your daily speech. It will identify the quality of your character immediately. Say it loudly and proudly. Fuck you. All right, and we're back to three-course spill. So, once again, hey, if you hear any background noise, any audible noise, like, I'm, I'm trying my best to master the art of editing, and I'm going to actually get all this shit out eventually. So, don't worry. First couple episodes may be rough, but hopefully they're entertaining enough to where you're not even worried about the fucking background noise. You're worried about what I'm saying, the foreground. So, today's topics that we will be talking about, even though I said that, you know, like, I don't like doing the whole news thing, but obviously, if I'm going to talk about something, I'm going to have to introduce it first. So, the first topic I want to talk about, because this one's going to be uh, probably like the bulk of the episode, is the Pusha T and Drake beef. Yes, I know, I know, like, niggas have a 72, well, 48 to 72 hour attention span when it comes to shit that's interesting, and I mean, seeing that, um, this finger quote beef is officially over um, due to the call of the OG Jay Prince, which I'm actually kind of disappointed because every time, well, actually, you know, like I shouldn't be disappointed at this point because every time it seems like Jay Prince comes up when it comes to something, I mean, it's always Jay Prince steps in to resolve X, Y, and Z between rapper A and rapper B or whatever the case may be. And it, it boggles my mind how many people, you know, don't know who Jay Prince is. But then sometimes I just sit back and I think about it and I'm like, you know what? But this this generation isn't the same generation that actually wanted to know things. You know what I'm saying? It's like it seems that if shit isn't entertaining, whether it's factual or a lot, people don't really care about it. So obviously when Jay Prince came forward and you know all the headlines say oh you know jay prince puts halt to beef you know you got the internet and the uneducated screaming oh who the fuck is this old ass nigga fuck him like who is he to end it blah 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 blah. this nigga's a nobody type shit and i'm just like well i mean he's a nobody because you don't know who he is but if you was to actually go back and do some research you would probably, you know, might speak a little bit lighter. But then again, we're in the era of clout chasing. So, I mean, people, they'll say whatever the fuck they say on the Internet just because, you know, it'll get them a like or, you know, it, it'll have people going ooh and ah. But in, in reality, it's like the same people that, you know, they could be black. And if they see a group of black people walking up the same sidewalk they are walking on, they'll like, duck their head and they'll cross the street type shit or you know like man you know same people they go to black clubs and like sit in their car and they'll you know they'll lock the door or whatever type shit but you know with that being said so he put an end to the beef and I mean the only thing that I really disliked about the fact that he put an end to the beef because I mean you know like Mitch I can understand why he did it on multiple levels I mean he gave an explanation but at the same time, I know, you know, it it was more of a financial um, security thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, obviously, Drake still, still, you know, well, Jay Prince still eats off of Drake. Well, he, Jay Prince, via his son's deal with cash money, still eats off of Drake. So, I mean, 
I'm sure that at some point he felt like, okay, we all know that, you know, Drake is untouchable. You know what I'm saying? He's bulletproof for the most part. But there's a, op- I mean, there's that chance that, you know, the quote-unquote street hip-hop fans, you know, could, you know, start more of a, a what's the right term? You know, the street hip-hop fans can start more of a butterfly effect, you know what I'm saying, by turning their back on Drake because, I mean, you know, let's let's put things into perspective. This is a case of the streets versus the industry, and Drake is obviously the industry, and Pusha T was obviously the streets. And the crazy thing about it is, you know, people were screaming, oh, well, Drake is over, Drake is done, blah, 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 but fact of the matter is like i would say roughly probably like 70 to 75 percent i mean like i would even go as far as to say 80 percent of drake's fans have no idea who pusha t is and probably didn't even listen to the goddamn diss song to be honest with you because you know drake's fan base is so multi-layered i mean like i feel that the street portion of his fans is actually the smallest portion so like I like I have no doubt in my mind that you know Drake could have not responded and then released this album and still broke records because I mean it's not too many people who a actually care about hip hop beef I mean yeah it's cool whatever if you're a hip hop fan to everyone else I mean it doesn't really mean shit unless someone ends up getting hurt in the end but one people don't really care about hip hop beef like that and two I mean the the music that Drake makes isn't, you know what I'm saying, like, like, it's something that transcends the street hip-hop audience, you know what I'm saying, so, like, Drake don't make gangster shit where you would have to go back and check his gangster car to make sure that whatever he says he's actually doing, Drake makes music for fans, you know what I'm saying, like, he makes emotional music for fans, whether it's emotion on us. On like uh, someone just got dumped and they're sad or, or you know, they're getting over a breakup and they're out there having the time of their life and being happy. And every once in a while, he'll, you know, like sprinkle in some shit for the street. You know what I'm saying? But, I mean, Drake has seemed to, well, his career has seemed to get away from the streets. And, and it only seems like he only drops street music whenever he is doing a feature for like a street artist, which is like very, you know, seldom basically. But, I mean, as far as who do I think won, obviously, Pusha T won because, I mean, like, he got the last blow, you know what I'm saying? And he was the most talked about in this. I mean, I mean, if, I mean, if you sat back, you could make a case for Drake winning because, I mean, in the era of clout chasing, Drake literally dropped a diss track on Pusha T's album release date and people went from one morning saying Pusha T's album is a classic to people saying Pusha who so if you have the power to do that you know what I'm saying then I mean that says something but at the same time Pusha T was the one that was consistent I mean do I think that you know he had those those diss tracks waiting like I personally think that I mean you know Pusher's dislike for Drake goes back so far like I I feel that he's been over the years just taking notes getting dirt 
you know what I'm saying? I'm sure that he has a book somewhere with a diss track that he wrote and he just keeps adding to it, keeps adding to it. And all he has to do is just like throw in a couple of current events and it's like, boom, you got, you know, the story of Adon or whatever the fuck it is. But as far as Drake's, um, Drake's diss track, uh, Duffy, I mean, it was cool. But I just didn't like the fact that he was actually going at Kanye more than he was going at Pusha T. And, you know, that's hats off to Pusha T because, I mean, there's very few people in the hip-hop industry that's, you know, that's basically clean. Like, that, that don't really have a whole bunch of dirt or skeletons in their closet. I mean, like Pusha T said when, uh, when the rumor went around, allegedly, that Drake was putting 100K out there for anybody who got dirt on Pusha T. I mean, you know, he said, you know, there's no amount of money in the world they can like create skeletons that's not there so a real dope kudos to push a cheek i mean he's someone who's been in the industry for over 20 years and i mean for him to keep himself clean like he has is it's crazy because you would think that push a t would have more what well, drake would have more ammo on push a t then Pusha T would have on Drake because Drake is a product of the industry. So therefore he's built a certain type of way and labels keep him in a certain light to avoid situations like this. But the fact that Pusha T was able to go back and make a track, you know, that actually made sense, that actually wasn't full of emotion with niggas just yelling and, and like throwing insults, it's pretty impressive. I mean, man, shit, I can't lie. Personally, like I didn't like the story of eight oh no question let me walk that back so when i originally heard it i was like oh shit like this nigga went for the throat you know what i'm saying but the more that i heard it and then the more interviews that he was doing and it got to the point to where people was talking about the diss track more than they was talking about his album and then you know the, the answers that he was giving i mean I understand why people was calling him Pusha T spelled T-E-A versus the Pusha T for Terrence. I mean, like, it's cool, you know what I'm saying? But what I was disappointed at was the fact that Pusha T is up there when it comes to lyricists. So my thing is, like, I expected more from him as a lyricist versus, you know, it's like a whole bunch of gossip type shit. But... It's smart because you could say that since we're in the era that we're in right now, people really don't care about, you know, bars and, you know, hip hop, uh, you know, hip hop legitimacy and shit like that. Like people want to hear cheap low blows and they want shit they can make memes out of. And Pusha T gave them that. I mean, he gave them something that people could go make memes over and it's gossip material. You know what I'm saying? There was more like honestly when he dropped that there was so many people that was saying oh shit i didn't even know drake had a kid somebody tell me about this kid or oh drake wore blackface hey somebody tell me about that but the irony is whenever people went into detail okay like this is the reason why he wore blackface you know this is the thing with the kid people was like man i don't give a fuck about all that well where's the response at and people kept doing this whole thing where, where they're saying, oh, well, yeah, you have to have a response within 48 hours. It's like, since fucking when? I mean, that shit's brand new. I mean, people drop disc records in responses when they want to drop disc records in responses. So, man, there is no time frame. No one says that, oh, you have exactly 48 hours from 635 Pacific Standard Time to drop a disc track back at Pusha T. That's just fucking stupid. 
But, you know, the fact of the matter is, you know, the shit's over with. Jay Prince called the ceasefire. I mean, his his reasoning was, you know, he's seen this happen before with Tupac and Big. I mean, I wouldn't compare this to Tupac and Big because, like, it's a lopsided um, argument when it comes to the parties involved. I mean, like, Drake is Drake and Pusha T. I mean, like, he's relevant, but, I mean, he, I mean, like, literally the... I mean, the guy can be forgotten in the next two years. I mean, obviously, he won't be forgotten this year because of the beef, but seeing that he drops an album like once every three years, I mean, by year two, you know, by the summertime, people will like push a who, you know what I'm saying? So, like, I wouldn't compare it to Tupac and Big, but after the explanation, I completely understand what he's saying as far as, you know, it's not because of the names involved, but it's because of the affiliates with the people that are involved. So therefore, just like with Tupac and Big, I mean, it wasn't Tupac who shot Big and it wasn't Big who shot Tupac. It was like various people in their camp or either, you know, somehow involved in the situation. So, I mean, you know, once again, with Drake being a revenue source for Jay Prince, I could see why, you know, he's like, hey, simmer down, let's move this to something else, this, that, and the third. But the one thing that I didn't like that Jay Prince did, though, and, I mean, I get it. He did it to save face for Drake, you know what I'm saying? Because as far as the public was concerned, we felt that Drake had zero comeback, so... I mean, of course, he had to do damage control and go in there and say, oh, yeah, man, Drake had this, this, you know, this comeback that would have ended somebody's career, blah, 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 blah. Like, and I do feel that Drake did have a comeback, but I don't think it was something massive enough to where it would end somebody's career. So, you know, that's that beef's over. Uh, you know, I said that I feel pusher one because, I mean, two to one. I mean, I mean, as, you know, as simple math right there, two is bigger than one. And the fact that Drake allowed Jay Prince to do all the talking for him, I mean, I wasn't too much of a fan of that because I feel like if he wanted to, he could have dropped a statement as well, you know what I'm saying, and said, hey, you know, you know, I wanted to do this, but, you know, I sat down and I had a talk with Jay Prince and, you know, like he showed me a different perspective that I wasn't thinking of and, you know, this ain't what that is and i'm not trying to have it get escalated to that situation so i mean you know like miss i get it but i mean i just feel like there's different ways that things could have been handled and everyone would have bowed out gracefully on on you know a different type of vibe but at the same time you know i feel this will be the last week that this is talked about i mean diddy called to the breakfast club this morning and you know i charlemagne asked and you know, Diddy gave his opinion and boom, you know, it was brought up. But I mean, this is slowly disappearing and that's working in Drake's favor because what he did do that was smart as hell, he's been silent. Like he hasn't said nothing. It's like like he's let everybody else do all the talking for him. So therefore, you know, when he does, you know, announce new music or whatever the case may be, it's going to make people even more anxious to actually hear the new music because they're going to be thinking and hoping that there is some sort of response or like some sort of explanation about what happened with the beef. So, you know, very smart, very smart. I, I mean, I forgot which 
which of the 48 laws of power that it is, but, you know, it was something along the line of, you know, um, you know, I make yourself scarce and, you know, it, it drives up your, your, uh, your demand basically. So, yeah, you know, that's that. And hopefully, um, this, uh, this, um, uh, T Kashi or T like, you know, the rainbow hair guy with the six nines everywhere, Hopefully, uh, this uh, you know this new beef between him and Chief Keith and all them Chicago boys, like um, you know, fulfills everybody's bloodlust. I mean, not not actual blood, but you know, like their their lust to see you know a circus, a freak show, or whatever. So, I mean, you know, that guy's been clout chasing for quite some time, and trying to believe what Chief Keith and them say when they say that he's the feds, because I mean, like. Like no no black artist would be able to be that reckless, doing all that shit, and then be able to slide from state to state, fully protected, with no sort of harm done to him whatsoever. It's like either his enemies would have got him, or the feds would have got him. And seeing that like you know this guy's just like doing everything scot free, no worries. It's like it, you know it kind of makes you think like, hmm, okay, yeah, it might be something going on here. But, you know, that that's that's a completely different story. I'm I'm actually waiting for, you know, probably somebody to die or something like that to talk about that. But right now, you know, just know that if you go to the moon, I mean, there's a picture out there with Chief Keith in a goddamn NASA suit. So he will find you. I mean, he he chased you to New York to LA and now he's probably back in New York so I mean you I mean you kind of picked the wrong people to uh to this and speaking on that a little bit more but briefly the video where he was sitting there like you know rubbing the poodle or whatever the fuck it was and then the chick was there and then he started screaming fuck Chief Keith fuck Reese blah 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 funniest shit in the world was the chick who like got up and she was like, oh no, 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 no. She got up, she grabbed her dog and she got the fuck out of Dodge cause she was like, motherfucker, you are tripping. You are messing with the wrong ones. And you know, my homies from Chicago have verified that yeah, he's fucking with the wrong group of people. So it's gonna be very interesting to see the way that that plays out though. So with that being said, uh, the last thing I wanna talk about before, you know, I bring this to an end is um the NBA playoffs. I mean, since we're on the topic of things that are pretty much done, yeah, the NBA playoffs. Hopefully, like I'll have this edited tomorrow and then released by Friday because let's see, Friday is game 4 and we just saw game 3 last night where Kevin Durant was absolutely spectacular. He went out of his goddamn mind. And it's like for some reason, they since that you know, since that year with the uh, Miami Heat that, like, LeBron embarrassed him, James Harden, and Russell Westbrook, dude has been literally, literally fiending to get back to the NBA Finals and hoping this is against LeBron. Because if you remember last year, oh, my God, he just, I mean, he just went out there and, and made LeBron look old. He made him look old. He made him look inferior. I mean, he was just like chilling it and I mean they dropped the stat last night that in in every finals that Kevin Durant has been in since being with Golden State 
he's dropped no less than 25 points. And that's that's something, you know what I'm saying, to like tip your head at because considering the people who are on this team, I mean, he's on the team with the Splash Brothers. And, you know, these guys are supposed to be the ones that go off for 30 to 40 like every single night. But last night, you know, they were terrible. And Kevin Durant basically took the entire Warriors organization and put them on his back and said, don't worry, these long legs got that. So, I mean, kudos to him. I mean, people hit me all the time, be like, oh, and I thought you was a Spurs fan. I didn't know you was a Warriors fan. I'm like, no, no, like, man, I'm, like, I'm not a Warriors fan. Like, I'm a, I'm a Kevin Durant fan. You know, like, and I just want to see the brother be great. You know what I'm saying? Somebody with hair that goddamn nappy. I mean, like, they've lived a hard life. So I feel like, man, he, like, he deserves this. He deserves this good that's coming out of this. So, I mean, Friday is game four, still at uh, um, Cleveland. Like, I expect, I expect them to close the deal and to celebrate in Cleveland. I mean, I feel like a lot of people are thinking, oh, well, yeah, the Warriors know they got this. So, Game four, what they're going to do is just, you know, just let the Cavs win this, that, and the third. But I'm, I'm like, like, I'm of the, I feel that the Warriors and their organization, well, not organization, but their team, Steph Curry, Draymond, all of them, like, I feel that they personally have a grudge against LeBron James and like, and they are purposely trying to ruin his legacy. So... Uh, LeBron hasn't been swept since 2007 against the Spurs. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if the Warriors are basically saying, no, 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 no. It's been long enough. It's like this nigga will get swept again and we'll be the ones to do it. So, I mean, you know, like everyone says, do you think that Steph and Clay are going to shoot that terrible in game four? Absolutely not. It's like I feel that they're going to go off and I feel this is going to be the game where, where all three of the big three go off and – the Cavs get blown off of their own floor. I mean, like, I feel um, a lot of people are saying that this is going to be, like, like an evenly matched game four. It can go either way. Like, I feel that it's, it's going to the Warriors. I, mean, I feel that, you know, LeBron's last uh, last game in the Cavs uniform is probably going to be this, uh, this Friday. Then after that is going to be, back to the where's LeBron going, where's LeBron going. So, you know, expect him to start, you know, talking about speculations in August time frame when football starts back up. So, um, as far as that's concerned, man, I think it's really about it. Um, I'm, I'm still working on my pacing when it comes to actually recording because, you know, I will go back and listen to shit, which I – typically don't do because I hate hearing the sound of my voice just like when when making porn videos man I hate watching myself you know what I'm saying so um I think that the way that I'm doing things now I mean you guys can give me some feedback uh you know the whole stopping pacing myself getting rid of a bunch of the fucking likes because that shit just sounded you know cringe cringe worthy when I'll go back and listen to it but then again, I was also listening to the radio the other day, and I heard someone call in to the Rude Jews show from Nashville. And I don't know, man. I, I think that like is just something that when you're from a certain part of the city, you just say. I mean, my mom says it a lot. My family says it a lot. They call it when he called in. He said it a lot. So, I mean, I really don't feel too bad, but I know that it's not sexy for the air. So, but 
with that being said, this is episode zero. I'm actually sitting here getting ready to get back on my jump roping and hitting this heavy bag and doing some uh, some hit training real quick so I can continue to drop these pounds to get a wedding ready. You know, I'm trying to get down to like around 225-ish, you know, nothing lower than 220 because when I get too low, man, I developed this bobblehead look and I don't like that. So, you know, I'm, I'm already, well, I was, let's see, when I was in Dirty Vegas, I was 227. Uh, this morning I was 229, borderline 230, and I've drank a gallon of water and I ate today, so probably about 231 232 maybe right now so i'll try to burn off like about a pound or whatever the case may be go take a shit afterwards and take a shower and sit back and chill my feet up hopefully i can get this episode with uh with the missus done so we can post that since people are actually asking about it but until then i'll probably eat you guys after friday as well it's uh, probably Saturday. I'll record another one because I got the homie Quick Shot to want to come over and you know he want to bullshit in the, in the smoker's corner. So I'll probably whip out the microphones and the laptop and we can sit down and chop it up on some more shit. But besides that, man, um, I'm still working on an outro just like I'm working on the intro. So this is gonna be episode double zero because it's just a test episode and then probably the episode from. Saturday will be episode one or something else or whatever. Who knows? But until then, man, stay optimistic. Keep a sense of humor and drink plenty of water. And, you know, keep open mind. Look at everything. Get all the facts. Till then, peace.